When it comes to basketball life stories, Buzz Peterson has an all-time great one. From Asheville, North Carolina, Buzz came up as State Player of the Year and was recruited by Dean Smith to the University of North Carolina in 1981. His teammate and roommate was Michael Jordan. And before MJ was MJ, he and Buzz created a lifelong friendship. They won a national title at UNC, and that propelled Buzz to a life in coaching and player development. He was the head coach at Tennessee, Tulsa, Appalachian State, and UNC Wilmington. Living and working in the game, Buzz has established a strong reputation in recognizing talent. Now, he's back with MJ, working with the Hornets as the assistant general manager. And as Penny sees it, that loyalty and respect is evident in what's building in Charlotte's culture. While they have assembled a dynamic group of young, athletic, and skilled players, it's that foundation that will make things a success for the Hornets. Penny knows firsthand, as important as talent is, identity matters just as much in creating a winner. So here it is, Buzz Peterson, Penny Hardaway, and an all-time great basketball story and an all-time great basketball conversation. It's the Two Cents Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to get every episode as soon as they release wherever you get your podcast. Hey, welcome back to the My Two Cents Podcast. We have a very special guest, Coach Buzz Peterson. Thank you so Thank much you, for joining me on My Two Cents Podcast. Thank you. Appreciate being here. Yeah, no, it's yeah. an honor. Obviously, um, I know your history in basketball from your college days because I'm a, I'm a basketball historian. Mm-hmm. Now I want to talk about, first of all, your coaching days, your college <laughs> coaching days. I know you're, <laughs> you're shaking your head at, at I Tennessee. couldn't do it nowadays. I don't know what I y'all know, right? Through. It's different. Oh, it's much yeah. different at Tennessee, yeah. Tulsa, Appalachian State. Yeah. UNC Wilmington, what's, what's different from the days that you had those teams to now that you see? You know what you, what you did when you got a freshman in there, you, you knew you had him for four years. Exactly. And you were going to groom that young man. Your fan base would get to know him a little bit more. They were going to be there for four years. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, it's just like one and done or it's a transfer. I don't know how y'all do it. It's just there's so many guys in and out. But it's, uh, it's changed the landscape a lot, the uh, way things are. But it's uh, – I find it very difficult for you guys. I mean, it's there's not so much. I don't think of uh, you got to build that chemistry with your team. You got to do it on like real fast during that year. You don't have all those years and everything. So it's it's a lot of work for you guys. I yeah, that. And, and coming from a tradition of Carolina where that happened, that was what was going on. Mm-hmm. Guys really didn't usually leave early. That's, uh, they stayed two, three, three at least. Oh yeah, yeah. or definitely all four, especially yeah. under Coach Smith. Yeah. Um, but you know. That's, Wor- that's, it's another Worthy, world. Worthy left uh, three years, I believe. Yep. He won as championship. Then Michael left in three. Yep, Perkins that's what played I was saying. Four. Brad Dorderman played all four. So he kind of stuck around there. They yeah. Didn't come out early. Now, being a GM in in Charlotte, how does that? How do you view things now? Because you're getting guys so young. You're not yeah. getting veteran guys now. Right. You're getting right. kids that well, are coming out earlier. So. Yeah, Penny. Look at the draft now. I mean, a lot of these guys are very young. And they're the eight. They're eighteen, nineteen years old. Yeah, I'm looking that. at Imani and, and Jalen. They're both seventeen. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, to see that and just they're 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 men out there. You watch them. So the way they move around, but off the floor is totally different. Uh, yeah. So you you uh, if you talk to analytics people, they're going to tell you they like the youth a lot, um, and you're going to have them a lot longer because uh, at an early age. So you tend to look at that young age. You really do. It's because uh, you know you can – you know how it is. You got four years, that rookie, and that next contract's that big contract. Mm-hmm. So you kind of like to give them at a, at a, a young age. Yeah, analytics. 
You know, <laughs> I know, I know you're old school. Oh yeah, I'm old school. And and, and when I was interviewing for jobs this summer, just yeah. especially with the Magic, yeah, they talked about how it's um, it's it's a it's a joint deal now with the entire front office with analytics with load management. It's like a it's everybody. Load management uh, worked into one versus just the staff used to be able to make all the decisions yeah. with the with the GM. Yeah. Now it's everybody. Is that is that how it is? Oh now? yeah, yeah. We've uh, we've got three guys in analytics. One stays downstairs with Coach Brego and his staff. We have two upstairs with us, and we got one young man who was being recruited hard by the banks there in Charlotte, and we got him to come with us because he's building this database for us that we that we're trying to use a lot where it incorporates a lot it helps Mitch and myself <laughs> we're, you know, we're old school so this right. helps us a little bit so it's when we sit around and talk we make sure we always include those guys we want their opinion uh if the boss michael jordan he's old school i yes. mean he don't want to hear he don't hear analytics at all right you know he wants to see the the heart he wants to see the person that desire the sweat all that but I'm telling you what, you got to pay attention to that analytics. You really, a young man I talk to a lot in our office is, uh, he played the game in Division okay. Three, and he's pretty, he understands it a little bit. So, uh, as more I've gotten into it, I value those guys a little bit more. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I know we have to. I was telling uh, the group that I was speaking to this summer, I can adjust to anything. Yeah, and you're adjusting, yeah. which is well. But the boss who you mentioned yeah. is not willing to bend <laughs> as much. But Let's, I want to go back a little bit. You have some bragging rights over your boss a little bit, right? Exactly. From high school? Right, baby. I, I, 81, 81, 81. <laughs> You've done your homework. You've done your homework a little bit. Player of the year over the Michael yeah. Jordan. Talk about I, it that. Was, it was funny. <laughs> when, I, when he was with the Bulls, I, I used to go up every year for the playoffs and stuff. And I'm up there one time, and we're having – matter of fact, we're playing golf. I mean, we're getting tee off. And uh, Michael's looking at me and said, hey – I want to tell y'all something. This guy, this guy got something over me. He was North Carolina High School Player of the Year. He said, "But what y'all need to know is his dad owned seven major newspapers in North Carolina." <laughs> <laughs> then leave it up to Michael to always yeah. have that. Uh, that's have the that newspapers, yeah. So, yeah, it's you know Michael at that time was a six four. Was Mike, not Michael, six yep. four athlete. Uh, played inside. I remember. I never forget the first time I met him was at North Carolina's camp. I didn't know of him. I was from Asheville in the mountains. He, the western part, he's from the eastern part of North Carolina, Wilmington. He had a teammate with him, a guy named Leroy Smith. And I had my teammate, Randy Shepard. And believe it or not, the whole week, I never saw Michael play. He was in a different gym. I was in gym with Leroy. Michael was in a uh, gym with my high school teammate, Randy. So the first night we get back, I said, hey, how was it to play with Jordan? He said, wow, you can throw some alley-oops to him. He'll go get it. I said, how about his shot? So oh, he didn't. he didn't shoot it. It's all inside. He's a very good rebounder. But what you saw was when you got somebody like Coach Smith, somebody that taught him the game, the mm-hmm. fundamentals, the defensive part. Wow, you, you, it, it, just, it just came out from there. And then it's his his comp- competitive nature is off the chart. You know, I mean, yeah. it is. So I mean, he's he's he's, he's like that now. I'm, I mean, he's so happy now. He won a, a NASCAR race. I mean, that's all oh, I'm yeah. about now. We were in OKC. We can replace it. I'm so happy now. I'm a team one. Da da da. So. Uh, the guy stays competitive no matter what. Yeah, no doubt. I play yeah. golf with him, and I was about maybe eight years ago, I was playing golf with him a lot. I was living in Miami and driving up oh, yeah. um, the highway to uh, Jupiter mm-hmm. and playing with him all over the place. I have not been to Grove 23 yet, so I'm ashamed to even say that. Yeah. But I'm sure I'll be in touch with him. 
You need uh, to come to yeah. there. But that competitive nature always kicks in. <laughs> always. He's never shy, for sure. Yeah. We, uh, Mitch and I somehow tend to get our meetings held down in Jupiter a lot of times. So we get on Grove 23 and play a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. I'm sure yeah. I've heard about the golf course, so I'm yeah. sure I'll get there. You mentioned Dean, Coach Dean Smith. Yeah. Coach Smith, awesome coach, one of the best ever. Uh, I'm sure in all the Carolina guys of mine, the best ever. How was it playing for Coach Smith? Uh, it was, uh, was a lot of discipline. I mean, it was on and off the floor. I mean, you, you know, back there, Penny, I mean, you know, I mean, if you were an All-American coming out of McDonald's All-American, you're a freshman, it's going to be hard to get playing time because there's going to be another one somewhere. Yes. It, my, one year, I believe, there might have been 10 out of 14 players made a McDonald's All-American team. That's kind of our goal. We want to do that. Yeah. So it's a lot of competition. But so, you know, he was uh, – you know, sitting on a bench sometimes, just uh, he was always thinking ahead. Mm-hmm. I could always hear him say, two minutes from now, three minutes from now, before that media timeout, we're gonna, we need to do this. Yep. Just very sharp, but so simple in practice. We had basic offense, three options off of it. We had the secondary break. We had a couple options off that. Everything was a read. Mm-hmm. There was no call. So you read how the defense played you. And we had – we he was a gambler now. We would run and jump some. I mean, we would off the dribble and off the pass. And we, we, we were not able to watch another opponent practice or watch a game. He didn't want us to watch film of another team. We wow. always watch ourselves what we were doing. But so if we know if we had – if we just did a, a like straight-up man-to-man a lot of times, we knew the other team had some pretty good wings or something could shoot and could create off the dribble. Right. So if we did some run and jump, you know, a pretty good point guard, if we, if we trapped the first pass – we knew that it had a pretty good wing and everything. So, so you guys, that's amazing. You knew that from his style without even knowing any kinda, other team. The way he was teaching you guys the, the game plan, mm-hmm. that what the team could do. We knew. I mean, we never would watch another opponent. I mean, I never get the ACC tournament. We stayed in Chapel Hill, Carolina, and the tournament's in Greensboro. We'd play and drive back. You know what? And we, the TV in our room, gone. We didn't want, we didn't want us to watch it. We couldn't watch the TV. So you would sit there wow. a lot of times just looking straight up that ceiling no cell phones. You didn't have cell phones back then, so you had to carry a conversation with your teammate right. back then. So it was a lot different. But that's how he was, and and uh, he was he was very good. I, I never one of the best. He would bring us back as former players that were coaches, and he would sit in a room. And Coach Brown can tell you he'd sit up front, and the rest of us would all be around. I would I had cotton mouth if he'd call on me. I didn't know what I was going to say. <laughs> but what you found out the beauty of coaching is if you have an opinion and you like it and you're going to play that way, do it. I mean, I mean, do it because, like, bringing two people to a ball now, ball and screen, uh, a ball screen, oh, he'd go crazy over that. He wanted, he wanted a space. He wanted out. He wanted him guy to, guys come together. But I never forget one thing he said. We were watching tape, and the ball went inside. And the guy made a great move. He turned around and said, you know what, guys? He said, that's where we're all – Coaching ends and recruiting begins. (laughs) Absolutely. This episode of the Two Cents Podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? We all talk about putting in the work to be successful, but real success comes from recognizing what you need to work on. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. And the service is available for clients worldwide. 
You can log into your account anytime and send a message right to your therapist. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Go to betterhelp.com reviews to read those and visit betterhelp.com penny. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, to join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. And we've got a special offer for fans of the Two Cents podcast. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash penny. BetterHelp with H-E-L-P. And it's slash penny, P-E-N-N-Y. Let's also talk about our good friends at Calm. When it comes to athletes, we tend to focus on physical fitness, but there's another side of the game that's just as important, mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind and become the champion version of yourself. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, but you don't have to be a world champion to learn how to train it. Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, reduce your stress, perform at your best just like King James. For LeBron, sleep is a critical part of his mental fitness routine. As he says, getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body and my mind. From the sound of rain falling on leaves to bedtime sleep stories, Calm puts me to sleep within minutes, which means I wake up ready for any challenge. So if you head to calm.com slash penny for a limited time, You'll get 40% off a Calm premium subscription. With Calm, you have access to the nature scenes LeBron loves, like rains on leaves, and so much more, like sleep stories and meditations, so you can be ready for any challenge that life throws your way. Again, for a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm and get a 40% discount on a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash penny, C-A-L-M dot com slash p-e-n-n-y penny unlock content to help you focus ease stress and sleep better get started at calm.com slash penny that's calm.com slash penny and let's talk about our good friends at DraftKings. the nba is back and at DraftKings sportsbook and authorized sports betting partner of the nba the key to victory is a strong starting five New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. DraftKings Sportsbook customers also get skin in the game with the same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code PENNY. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win. 
with the promo code PENNY this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. And you think about it, I said, that's so right, because, I mean, the tall, big guy, yep. they're hard to get. That's where you got to recruit them. <laughs> right. So. How special was the 82 team? It was, it was uh, everybody knew the role. And it's, you know, as a coach, Penny, I mean, if, if you can get a leader with inside that team, we had a leader with inside, Jimmy Black. And he, we trusted Jimmy and we listened to Jimmy. Now you hear coaches bark and all this stuff all the time, but we had that leader with Jimmy. And everybody was content and happy with the role. And that's why it is so hard nowadays to coach young men or women when they get from the mom and the dad and the, you know, whoever telling mm-hmm. them their best and all this stuff. And they, they want to play on and no, everybody in that team, you accept your role. And coach Smith had this, had this rule. It was interesting. If you were a starter and if you brought yourself out of the game, you could put yourself right back in the game. Oh, wow. That's, that's kind of interesting. So if you, now <laughs> if he brought you out, it's different. But if you brought, if you came out, you're fatigued. You went back in. You could put yourself back in. So you kind of knew that. Hey, I got to be a starter if I'm gonna get that time. So you kind of, in a way, you kind of, you know, you figured out. Hey, this I'm not a starter. So if the guy wants back in, you know, I, unless it's a blowout towards the end of the ball game or something. But uh, yeah, it was. I mean, the guy was he was remarkable. I mean, it was, uh, the, when it's all said and done, that's when he went to work for you. Yeah, like, I remember sitting down. He says, "What do you want to do?" I said. I, I want to scout. I really do. I don't know if I want to coach. He says, well, I can't get you into the NBA scouting. There's a bunch of older guys. So I started helping out uh, Bob Gibbons, all-star sports and scouting uh, service. Yeah. I did that for one year, and I met the coaches at Appalachian State, and then I got into coaching. That was it for the next 26, 27 years. That's awesome. I love when coaches recruit a player, player believes in a coach. He comes to the school. Back then it was for four years. Now it's for whatever years. And then after he's done, the coach still has a say in his life. He still wants to have that responsibility to be like, I can help you. Yeah. If you don't have anything already going, I can definitely help yeah. you. Yeah, that's how he was. And it's I'll never forget him. He got on Michael. I'll never forget this. When Michael signed his contract, he put a clause in there about him graduating. And it was like a hundred thousand dollar swing, I think is what he called it. So Michael had the next three years to get his degree. If he didn't, he had to pay the library a hundred thousand dollars. But if he didn't, the team gave him a hundred thousand mm. dollars. Gave him some motivation. Back then, because Michael's on allowance with his parents on the, on his on his money, then so he got it done in three years. That's awesome. Year. Yep. That's awesome. Great motivation. Yep. How was it being Michael's roommate? <laughs> I mean, especially after you had already won the Player of the Year over him. Yeah. <laughs> How was it being his roommate? You know, at the time, you don't realize he was going to be he's going to be that good. It's kind of you're kind of competitive against each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played the McDonald's game, the East West game. I was going to Kentucky. That's where I was really uh, headed, but uh, he convinced me to go there. And I just didn't think we were going to be playing the same position, all that uh, stuff. But anyway, it didn't take me long to figure out uh, that he was going to be pretty special and it's going to be hard to beat out. The one thing about being his roommate was – he, we were similar size, and he liked to dip into some of my clothes. And I, I, I'll tell you one quick story. I had a, I grew up in Asheville, North Carolina. There was one store there called, uh, it was on Cox Avenue. It was, uh, I can't remember, a shoe store, whatever. But I could buy two pair of ballets for like $130. And so my dad wouldn't do it for me. But my mom, <laughs> I take my mom and say, Mom, I need these dress shoes because Coach makes us travel in sport coat. And, you know, so I've got to have these shoes. And so she'd buy them for me. So I go to college. And, you know, I'd never been around, around people that the night before they would dress. They'd get their clothes all laid out. Oh, yeah. They had all that stuff I'm definitely out. one of those guys. So 
after a couple trips, he was in these uh, ballet shoes, and when I got to him to wear them one time, they just kept flopping off of me. We're both were 13, but he was a 13 wide. I was a 13 oh. narrow. So in order to get this shoe on, I'd put on an athletic sock, an insole, then the dress sock on it. I said, you got to stop doing this. So next year I went to buy some shoes. My mom said, I'm not buying anymore. I said, uh, here's the story. Here's why. It won't happen again. Well, sure enough, it happened again. So I always had this thing. Whenever time I went to visit him, I went and got me two sh- pairs of shoes out of his closet. So I did that for years. That's, years. That's so awesome. nowadays I don't. I, I, I get a box coming from uh, from Jupiter, Florida, uh, some shoes. So I'd, I haven't bought a pair of shoes in a long time. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Uh, why is his level of competitiveness? Because I had the same competitiveness. He just was, yeah. you know, just a monster at it. Why is it so rare in today's well, generation? Penny, you're an all-star. I mean, you, you play the highest level, one mm-hmm. of the best to ever played a game, and you know how it is. I mean, it's you, you love to compete. Mm-hmm. And I always say that Michael was the youngest of three boys. And I asked this question to his dad years ago. Where Carolina says, "This," I mean, I said, "What Michael just loves? Was he, did he fight other people? Whatever?" He said, "You know, not really." But what I told him is said, "If you're gonna play with Ronnie and Larry in that backyard football, baseball, basketball, don't come inside crying and complaining. They're beating you up. Mm-hmm. So we can go down the street and you can play with your other friends. But mm-hmm. if you want to get back out there with them, don't come in here crying." Right. And I really believe that really instilled in him as a young age that. You know, I'm going to play with the bigger boys and everything. I got to stand up for it. I can't go inside and cry to mom and daddy. I got to stand up. And that just, you know, that gave him that competitive nature going against his brothers. Yeah, in a generation back then, that's how they treated you. That's you right. had to go fight. They would that's not right. allow you to give in or exactly. feel entitled. That's exactly ever. right. Exactly right. Well, we're going to the next level now, this entitlement level on the NBA level. But I say watch out for the Hornets now. You guys uh-huh. are building. You got some entitled guys. Yeah. You know, you got some guys that are still spoiled. But yeah. yeah. With you guys being around, you can kind of <laughs> twist that a little bit. Yeah. Watch out for the Hornets. I love what you guys are building there. We got a chance. Uh, Penny, you just got to stay healthy. Yes. Wow, you know, I mean, I yes. mean, I'm sure you're out there coaching sometimes. I did it, and I was like, oh, am I doing too much? Uh, should I back off these guys? Maybe an injury may come. And then we just got to stay healthy right now. It's, you know, with the COVID, you know, we got everybody vaccinated coming in this month of all, That's all awesome. the shots and everything. And that was a, that was a uphill battle. To get that done, all the guys waited. Eight guys waited to right before the summer to see if the players' union and the league was going to do something. So now we're in that period now that we got to wait a little bit. So, you know, it, it's you know Gordon Hayward. We were rolling last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, April second came around. He gets hurt. Then Melo gets hurt right behind him, and then it just we had a couple other injuries. And so, but they were playing so many games. We were playing so many games on top of each other. Yeah. They're trying to rush the season so fast. Yeah. Now you got a little bit of time to spread out. So if we can stay healthy, um, we, we we got a shot. But the East got better now. There's some pretty good it teams. Did. The East swung. Miami in. got a lot better. Miami got better. Chicago, Washington. Some of these teams yep. are they're good. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. I'm I'm eager to see how we respond. Uh, the young kid ball, he he's Melo's got a chance. He's got a chance. He's a lot like you can pass. Yeah, that no, he ball. he can. He can I love a pass first guard. Ball. Yeah, he he's a pass first. The identity of your team. What do you guys want it to be? I know you're old school again. I keep saying that. I know where you, where you came from with the Carolina I think way. Borrego wants a, a fast pace. Fast pace. pace, and it's going to help us a little bit this year with Ish Smith. 
Um, yep. I've watched our practice, and last year we had Devontae Graham. Devontae's a tremendous point guard, mm-hmm. but he's more of a probe type, whatever. But now when we scrimmage that second group, uh, I mean, it's back and forth. I mean, Ishmith is putting pressure. Now we got Oubre. He's running the wing. Uh, PJ Washington's been on that team a little bit. Book Knight runs down, uh, so they're they're pretty they're pretty talented there. So I've seen that second group beat the starters on some given days in practice. Yeah, you know that's always good. Oh you yeah, have your, the, the oh, second yeah. group competing with yeah. the starters and they yeah. can't relax. You know you gotta you gotta be deep. You got that eight, ninth, tenth, and man sticking that eleventh man when somebody gets hurt there. You're gonna you're gonna need that kind of player to help you compete. Yeah, for sure. How do you define success for this team? Uh, it's it's going to be on uh, on like people like Gordon Hayward, our leaders, um, those guys standing up big force, um, mellow developing, taking it to the next level. Uh, I say Gordon, I also say Rozier. Mm-hmm. He's in that same same bucket with him. Um, I think Miles Bridges made a big step last year. Yes, PJ Washington needs to make that next step uh, like him. We've got some young kids that got a chance from Book Night to Jalen McDaniel's. Uh, so, but like I said earlier in this this whole conversation. When you got guys that can lead within this group, uh, that when things go bad, they can step up. And I think we got a guy in Ish Smith. He'll, he'll, you know, he's been around. He's been a lot of different teams. He'll yeah. step up and tell the young guys. And Terry Rozier, he's kind of a quiet guy, but he will step up because they respect him. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I've, I've come full circle with, you know, going to college in Memphis, going to the NBA and coming back and being at home. You played at Carolina. You did the high school thing too. I did. I did yeah. high school basketball, and you've you've gone around. You've had your coaching career in college, and now you're in the NBA back in Carolina. Are you retiring in Carolina? Oh, I'm not going. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's where it is. So how, <laughs> how does how, how is that for you to just find? You know, you've been back there for a while yeah. now, but yeah. how is that for you though? It, it's 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 nice. I mean, you know, I'm 58 now. I have three beautiful kids. Uh, my son plays for Toby Smith at High Point. Uh, my daughters live close by. Uh, it's kind of interesting. One son-in-law played basketball in North Carolina. Other one played baseball in NC State. Oh, wow. So you can see it can get wow. a little rough here and there. But it's a good spot. I, I, I like you like to play golf. I love golf. I live on a golf course with Lake. I like that part. Um, I'm just fortunate that I have a friend that uh, owns a team that's helped me out to keep me going there. Keep me going into basketball because basketball's been very good to all of us. I always tell people all the time. I was in Oklahoma City the other day, and the guy said, hey, uh, you were Jordan's roommate. I said, yeah. I said, let me tell you something. I said, I've messed up a lot. I made some wrong mistakes, but it's one thing I did right, my man, I picked the right roommate. No doubt about <laughs> it. You picked the right I roommate. That right. Yeah, no, but I definitely appreciate what you've done for the yeah. game. Yeah. Thank you, job. Penny. Appreciate it. Love everything about what you guys are yeah. doing in, in, uh, in Charlotte. I, I need to come to a game. Love to have When you. I come to the game, I can get a ticket. You, you, well, I'm becoming to a lot of your games. Okay, you got awesome. Tickets. You got plenty It'd of tickets. Great. And we definitely appreciate you coming on yeah. My Two Cents Podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Mr. Buzz Peterson. Give him a round of applause, everybody. Thank you.